Hello everyone, welcome back to the Lucy Podcast and this time it's part two of our discussion on the podcast and once again joined by JR Southall. JR, welcome back. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Exactly, yes, so we're, we're doing a, an audio-only version and obviously a YouTube version so you can watch us or, or listen to us as you, uh, as you see fit. So, uh, last time we... Sort of started discussing because um, we, we we went on for a lot longer than we anticipated. Yeah, that, we hence, hence part two today. Um, so we started talking about sort of listeners and and, and view your know, sort of listener interactions and everything. And uh, so this time we were sort of so going to kick off and sort of like downloads really because it it can be. How can I put it? It, <laughs> it, it can, can be a bit disheartening, it can't it? Can, it can take you down a bit of a dark path. As you can get a bit, I think, you know, it, it can lead to um, you being a bit paranoid about why aren't people listening to me? Um, well, but here's the thing. When, because you remember I used to podcast on the Blue Box podcast, yes. the Starburst magazine, yeah. and obviously that was on the Starburst website, and it came with a certain amount of sort of attention mm. already. And then when I split from Starburst and started our own, Obviously, we were starting from scratch and we didn't know how many people we'd bring over. And I remember at the time, and this was, what, five or six years ago now. I wish I could remember. I'm terrible for these things. <laughs> it was, let's say it was about five years ago. I remember at the time, I thought to myself, I don't know how many listeners we should be getting. Maybe I should look this up and we can find out whether we're doing all right. Yeah. And this was literally as we were starting and so, you know, our, our downloads were like zero. You know, our first episode was about 70 downloads in the first week or something, you know, which isn't terrible, I suppose. But so I looked it up and I did find like this list of statistics, which was a weird list. It was like in two days, you, you should get X. And that means you'd be the average. So somebody somewhere had input a load of information about a load of podcasts hmm. and they'd come up with these averages and these are mean averages so i guess the way it worked and this was five years ago remember hmm. and in the last five years as we sort of mentioned last time there's been a revolution in podcasting in the last sort of five years i think Absolutely. and it has mostly been in the last five years too i think obviously it started before then but i think in the last five years it's really ramped up but at the time, I remember reading that if you got about 200 podcast downloads in your first, I think it was month, it mm. might have been week, actually, it said that's about bang on average. So I think, yeah, actually, maybe 200 in the first month would okay. be bang on average. And the way I understood that, because even then there were a few that were the big boys. So let's say 5% of all podcasts are the big boys. And so if average is 200, those might be getting, let's say, 10,000 downloads, which meant that below the 200 threshold, you probably had 90% of podcasts were below the sort of 200 downloads in a month threshold. Yeah. And so I figured, because we fairly quickly got to 200 downloads per month per episode, and so I quickly realised that we were doing okay. Yeah. We were sort of not meant, I mean, uh, you know, this was how I rationalised it, but I figured we're probably sort of in the top sort of 10% of podcasts, which means we were sort of right, right at the bottom of 10%. But we were doing okay, yeah. basically. And so before we were doing, and so I've always kept it in my head that actually the threshold for doing really well on podcasts is like, 
a much lower number than you would ever think it would be. I would imagine, considering that a podcast goes out globally, I'd imagine that if you're hosting a podcast, you would probably expect to get thousands of listeners. Yes. But the truth is, there are multiple thousands of podcasts for people to listen to. And most people are going to, you know, my own experiences, I like to listen to, as we mentioned, sort of news and current affairs. Yeah. So I listen to ones from the BBC. I listen to the ones that actually, it turns out, are sponsored by Gary Lineker. I didn't know this, like the <laughs> news agents. I didn't realise they had this connection with Gary Lineker, but it's all sort of come out in the last sort of couple yeah, of exactly. weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But these are all the big boys that get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of downloads. Mm. And actually, everybody else is in the minnows. Everybody else is amongst the minnows. And so remembering how heartened I was to find out how few downloads <laughs> you have to achieve to get into that sort of top 10%. I've, I've not kept an eye on it, but from time to time I've gone back and looked. And of course the numbers keep going down because mm. as the number of podcasts that you can listen to goes up, the number of average downloads to get to the average goes down. And as the as I mentioned, this sort of revolution in podcasting that's happened in the last few years, where all the big boys have come in and taken increasingly bigger pieces of the pie. Mm. The numbers are... So, I looked up something a couple of weeks ago, just before we sort of decided to record. And I didn't look it up because we were about to record. Actually, I looked it up just before we sort of said we would. But I showed it to you. And yeah. so these are the figures I found. And this is on a place on the internet called the podcast host and clearly they've done some maths and so this is quite interesting stuff and even this this was updated in january of 2023 but this is an american website yeah and the thing about american podcasts and I, when i say american i mean sort of north american so canadian yeah. and states podcasts against uk podcasts is despite the fact that podcasting is global it's actually a lot less global than you think. UK podcasts mostly appeal to UK listeners. North American podcasts mostly appeal to North American listeners. Yeah. And not obviously, not exclusively, but British. If I'm a, listening to a podcast, I quite like to hear a British voice. Not because I like the British accent, but because that person will be talking in a way that I sort of culturally identify with. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And about stuff that I know... They're sort of the things that they sort of relate to in the sort of ephemera of the conversation will be things I have experience of. So bearing in mind, this is American. And so actually for UK podcasts like yours and mine, mm. the numbers would actually be lower still than this. Yeah. It says if you get within seven days of release more than 30 downloads, you're in the top 50% of all podcasts. 30 downloads. 30 downloads. Now, that is phenomenally low, isn't it? And this is per episode as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's calculated. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's amazing because um, it's interesting what you said about you, you were looking at, you know, initially you were looking at, you know, what download figures you were getting and you, and you were sort of thinking, okay, we're, we're doing quite well with about the 200 per episode. Um, we are getting nowhere near that. At all. Oh really? Really, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. And I and I've yet to I've yet to figure out why that is. Um maybe just because we're not very good. 
I don't know. I, I think no it's, yeah. But it, it seems to take a long time um, to sort of... We, we sort of peak. We sort of have um, the overnights. It could be... Sometimes it sits under 100. Sometimes it might just go over 100. Right. And then, and then it just tails off. Until, yeah, Until, until I do the next yeah. one again. So that's the sort of average we're getting. I'd say it's round about between 95 to 100 downloads per episode in the first instance kind of thing yeah yeah but then that goes it does go up a bit across the week right it it does um but yeah i i think it also depends on what um because interesting actually with the 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 hosting site we use is libsyn yeah a, yeah. a, a very popular um very that's popular where we are too yeah. yeah and a great what i like about that they actually tell you what what country you get your downloads from so yes predominantly it's the uk so it's the UK at the top. Next is the United States. Yes. Um, and then, then it just sort of trickles down into some places. And right at the bottom, which the one which amazed me, Tonga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you, I, I mean, that map obviously changes from time to time anyway. It does, so yeah, yeah. Look, but I look at it every now and again just out of curiosity. And I like, do as well, yeah. UAE, two downloads. Philippines, three downloads, yeah. things like that. And it's like somebody in the Philippines has downloaded three. Well, I mean, it could be three people in the Philippines have downloaded one of our episodes each <laughs> or somebody there has downloaded three episodes. And you do think, why did this stop at three? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I, I do. I do think, though, you I think you get people will tune into, into a particular episode depending on what the topic is. I think, Absolutely. Yeah, I think the... The biggest things we, we get is if when, obviously, because we are predominantly a Doctor Who podcast, and if Doctor Who's on the telly and we're reviewing episodes that have just aired, then we that's when we tend to get, that's our biggest sort of, you know, download figures. Um, Absolutely. And then it's in between those times when it's not on the television um, or there's been no big announcements like there's a new Doctor or, new, or even a, a new showrunner, which weirdly enough seems to make the news just as much as a new actor being cast in the role yeah yeah um, yeah that they tend to be like our biggest sort of hitters really um but in between then it's a little bit you know a little bit a little bit hit and miss and i think it does depend on what you're talking about um it seems to attract listeners in i think it was also do you think also marketing how you how I, you sort of promote your podcast goes into a lot of that as well it must do, but I don't really understand how it works, if I'm going to be completely Me honest. Neither. I'm an old dinosaur. Yeah, I do hashtag our stuff from time to time, but that seems to make no difference. There are yeah. obviously yeah, there are obviously things you can do in the metadata. But I've no idea how that works, no, and I've no idea neither. what really I mean, to do. No, I think, we'll, we'll, I think we'll come on to that, that mystery when we get on to um, how we diversified um it, it shortly actually because i think when, when you're on youtube metadata apparently means a lot um on, on getting noticed <sighs> yeah i no idea um yeah no yeah but, this is like a lot of things it, it was about word of mouth really wasn't it it was initially i think i mean when we started um back in 2011 i mean i think doctor who was massively popular then and obviously with any show or anything it it has its peaks and troughs and I think uh, uh, for the last few years it's in a bit of a I felt it's been in a bit of a trough and the the the, the interest has sort of dwindled a little bit and I think that's to do because it's not I don't know was it a pin just to um 
just the, the fans, not like the general No, audience. I think it's... I think, actually, if you know where to look, the last few years has had a lot... Has, in some parts of the internet, the last few years has generated a lot more interest than it did before, and in other parts it hasn't. And if you know where to look, you can find it, and it's like, yeah. oh, God, I didn't realise this was happening. The Jodie Whittaker thing, there has been a massive amount of... People and now some people, the people who listen to our podcast, will, probably won't believe this. No, no. But if you somewhere on the internet, you will find a massive amount of sort of real excitement about everything that's happened with the Jodie Whittaker Doctor and the yeah. last sort of few years with Chris Chibnall and with hence all the sort of Thasmin stuff. Mm. You and I, amongst the people that we follow on Twitter, probably have hardly seen anything about Thasmin at all. Thasmin, as they I, call it. <laughs> well, no, but I, if I've you, seen it. I've but seen if you. It. Yeah, but you've probably seen it like a little bit. But if mm. you click on sort of the Thasmin hashtag and then follow the hashtag and then follow that into other conversations, you discover that there's an entirely different world a million miles away from the sort of middle-aged white bloke world <laughs> where actually the Jodie Whittaker Doctor and the Chris Chibnall era, era has really hit home. Yeah. But that just goes to illustrate how we sit in one bubble and those fans sit in another bubble and trying to sort of cross between the bubbles. And so going back to the subject of how you sort of put your podcast across or whatever, hmm. we're just hitting a tiny little bubble over here in this corner of the internet. And the rest of the internet is entirely sort of undisturbed by us altogether, really, aren't they? It's, it's true. Um, actually, I'll come back to your point about the, you know, the, the middle-aged white man which we we both most certainly are yeah exactly um, i mean obviously sort of when i think when we started that's basically what fandom particularly in, the, in doctor who circles which, which you know i, I sort of predominantly sit, sit in um that's all it was really wasn't it now i i, I say that I, I think that's probably more for the uk because having been to say like um north american cons say like gallifrey one which was was amazing because I think I've been to cons over and it is predominantly sort of like white guys in their Doctor Who t-shirts and but over in the states it's massive. There's people from a, a very broad spectrum. There always has been really a very broad spectrum. People cosplaying and you've got like the um, I mean back then you had like the femme doctor stuff. So they would you, you know, women dressing up in as Peter Davison, but they'd sort of feminize Feminized. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a massive thing, and it, it must admit it caught me by surprise, really, just how massive it was, to be honest. You had 3,000 people crammed into that con uh, of all across all spectrums. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. So um, do you think now in the UK that, that, sort of the, the, that aspect of the white middle-aged guy being into any kind of fandom, whether it's Doctor Who, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever... Um, I reckon during that's dwindled, I, or, or we've been pushed to the side—not pushed to the side. But no, just, I think it's still. Uh, but I, no, I tell you what's happened. Oh, this is—I guess this is how I think of it. Is what's happened yeah. is Doctor Who in the UK was a kids' program that we mm. watched as kids, and the boys loved it, and the girls went off and did something else. By and large, obviously, I'm generalising horrendously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by and large, when we were kids, the boys loved it, and the girls weren't that fussed. I mean, some were, but. By and large, they weren't that fussed. Yeah. In America, Doctor Who wasn't broadcast for kids. It was on the public service broadcasting. Yeah. So instead of it being kids who found Doctor Who, clearly, obviously, a lot of kids did find Doctor Who. But if instead of 
sort of more or less exclusively like it was in the UK, it being that you found Doctor Who as a kid. In America, you could find Doctor Who as a grown-up. So Doctor Who appealed slightly more to people who weren't interested in mainstream television so much. Yeah. So Doctor Who was for people who liked stuff that was kind of slightly off-centre, slightly uh, something a bit like weird or different or whatever. Like we might find the Twilight Zone over here in the UK. In America, the Twilight Zone is probably like, you know, sort of mainstream programming. Yeah. Over here in the UK, the Twilight Zone, or Lost even, Lost in the UK was on BBC Two. And although it was a big hit on BBC mm. Two, it was a big hit for BBC Two. It wasn't a big hit. It wasn't getting audiences of like 8 million in the UK. It was getting like three quarters of a million or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just that the three quarters of a million were all talking about it. So Lost became a cult hit over here, where it was a mainstream hit in the UK. And vice versa, Doctor Who is a mainstream hit here, and it's a cult hit in the UK. So I think we come into it as kids in the UK, and then predominantly boys, like I say. So the Doctor Who audience ages into predominantly white middle-aged men who got into Doctor Who in the 1960s or 70s when we were all kids. And I think that's the difference because in America, it's not just kids. And therefore, because of sort of the way your tastes are when you're that age, predominantly boys, in America, there's much more of a gender mix. Yeah. And also there's much more of a... I think Doctor Who fans in the UK, because it was a mainstream programme, Although it takes a certain kind of person to become a fan, I don't think that a lot of the fans of Doctor Who who are in the UK are the same kind of cult fandom as you might have in America. Mm. So in America, I think it probably appealed more to the type of person who'd be interested in dressing up or, I don't know, in order to sort of expand this into other fandoms, learning Klingon or sort of like diving deep into sort of the Star Wars expanded universe. Yeah. Over here, a lot of Doctor Who fans were just kind of people who like mainstream telly, but like particularly latched onto this one. I kind of think of myself as that, because I'm not really into sort of expanded universe stuff and all that no, kind of thing. No, me neither, me neither. Yeah, I, don't, I, so, I, think, I think that's why the whole um, the, the Thasmin thing, not going to say left me cold, I didn't quite understand it, because I've never been into that whole shipping characters thing. That's no. been going on for for donkey's years across you know lots of different um shows really sort of you know they they'll people ship characters and <laughs> right now 50 novels. shades of gray it, yeah. From. <laughs> yes, exactly so, yeah so it's it's not really my 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 cup of tea really but i mean that's fine i think that you know if it, if it's if that's what you get out of fandom then then fine really i don't think there's any, there's any any problem with it to be honest um but that's I what think... Love, Mon- Love and Monsters was about, isn't it? It was like, you be the fan that you want to be, and who yeah. cares, really, what everybody else says and does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think, it's, for me, it's really up for up for question, to, to be honest. Um, but I think, when it comes to sort of like, you know, get back with the subject of podcasting again... Um, I, I can go back to those numbers, by the way. We should go back to those in a minute, because they get quite... Actually, yeah. yeah, because... Um, I think when obviously when I had started, I think we we said last time we when uh, in in part one of this conversation, we, you know, we said there were there were so many podcasts all just popping up out of nowhere at the time, and it was really people of our age group and ethnicity um, as well, yeah, really, yeah. and it's just sort of sort of fallen by the wayside. And I think now for for me, if I was to stop podcasting, 
and that's and, and again it comes back to the whole the whole download thing you look at it and you, as you say you get disheartened by it and i think is it can be unhealthy if you're continually checking yeah, your yeah. download figures all the time um and it just comes back if you enjoy doing it just carry on doing it uh, look, i've got to say i keep a record of hours <laughs> <laughs> mind you i do that because i have that kind of a brain who likes to keep a record of things and i started it and then yeah. once you've started it it's like oh it's impossible to stop but i've got to be honest our numbers went for that first month our numbers went from zero up to a certain and then over the years they've never gone up any further <laughs> so over the last five years i think yeah yeah basically yeah. they've not really gone down a lot they've gone down a little bit yeah as the sort of number of podcasts out there has expanded they've not gone down in a crazy amount but they've certainly not gone up no no i, I, I think you know as a, as a I was about to say, there has been occasion. I thought, oh, do we want to continue doing this? Is it worth it? But I thought, if I, I think after all this time, if I stopped, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I think really, it's it's now become part of my, well, part of my life really. Um, yeah. And even, and even when there's times where I, you know I'm sort of not recording something or other, my wife turns around, you know, and says, well, aren't you? Aren't you podcasting this week? You know, it's sort of, yeah. you know, we've all we've all kind of got used to it now. You know, but um, but I certainly didn't intend on carrying on for this long. I'm surprised I have done, and um, and you know we do have a a hardcore listenership who's stuck with us over the years, um, which I'm forever grateful to. I, I really am, really. You know, people do listen to us, and and I think the weird thing is it's actually other podcasters. Listen yeah, to us. yeah. It's something it's something Paul and I have have discussed previously, and it's always been. What we've noticed, it's not sort of like general fans, really. It's other podcasters who have listened to us. Have you, have you found the same, or have you, or have you got more of a broader audience than, than us? I think it's slightly broader because of what we do. And yeah. uh, I guess we'll get into that in a minute. And also yeah. because of where we came from. Because having started with the Starburst magazine website, I think yeah. that gave us a broader audience to start with. Mm. And obviously, when we moved... Those who knew where we were and what we'd moved to came along too. So, yeah, yeah, we probably have a slightly broader, but yeah, a lot of podcasters, because I think that's the thing. If you're, if you do podcast, then your chances are, well, unless you're one of these BBC people or whatever at the top end. (laughs) But if you do podcast, chances are you're into podcasts. So you'll listen to a fair few during the week. Yeah. So it's, you probably find actually that the number of podcasts who listen to you the number of podcasters who listen to you probably only makes up about 25% of your listenership or something at yeah. most, but they're the ones who get in touch. And so they're the ones who you see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're probably more sort of tend to be more, um, like I put more sort of vocal or like a community. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It is. It really is a community. Um, I think the other thing is as, as well, really sort of obviously you, you, I think where I found most podcasts, uh, at the time, was all through um, iTunes as as it then was, or Apple Podcasts as it is now. Um, and I think it's that that thing where, where you first see your um, podcast appear when you've, your first episode appears, and it's there to download. It's it's like wow, I'm, we're on iTunes, amazing. Um, yeah. And I think <laughs> you know, and then when you, when you on, I say I think we said last week the odd occasion where we've troubled. It used to be the top three hundred. Um, at, at, at the time. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, right. and it, it's, now, it's now 200. And I think the highest we ever got was 54. 
and oh, somebody wow. and somebody brought it to our attention. Um, said you're, you're 54, and it's it was only in the UK chart, not um, in, in anywhere else. But um, I thought, wow, that's amazing. We quickly disappeared again. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's one thing I I cannot for the life of me get to the bottom of the iTunes algorithms, how they calculate <laughs> chart positions, because there was um, a podcast in there which I know hadn't produced any content for the, for at that time for the last three to four years. And it was still in the charts. Yeah. And I couldn't, I, for the life of me, I could not figure out how the hell they calculate that chart positions. No idea. Is it metadata or? I don't know. It's certainly not just downloads. No, it's not. I know for a fact it's not downloads. Yeah. But but beyond that, I do not know. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never really looked into it. I've, de- I've, I've got to say, over the years, I've barely ever really looked at those charts, and I certainly mm. don't look anymore. No, I don't. Um, so I know we're not in this. <laughs> yeah, but even back in the day, I never really looked very much. I didn't even look far enough to realise there was a UK in a world, and I didn't realise it was top three hundred either. I thought it was top one hundred. So oh well, there you that's are. about as far as I got. Yeah. Well, now they, they also um, used to do an audio chart and a video chart. Um, as well and again it wasn't picked up from youtube is if you had video content on your normal rss feed it oh, would yeah. pick up on that and then when again the little segue here when we sort of started to diversify into the world of youtube i always used to put them up onto our rss feed as well and Obviously, I was having more success there than I, than I did on YouTube because at that time, when they did the the video um, the video charts, I was in the top ten on, on the oh, video charts go. then. Yeah, um, and again, quickly went out again. Um, but but now they don't do that. There is there is no video chart now, which I I don't know why. I think it's when they started changing just to Apple Podcasts and it all got split into separate entities. Um, but the thing about those charts as well is they're like updated instead of a, it's not a weekly chart. It's like a six hourly chart or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and like the Amazon charts as well for books and stuff are updated every few hours. So, I mean, people often say, Oh, I'm in the top 10 or, Oh, I'm at number one in the chart. And you think, and they say, Oh, I'm at number one in the chart for the week. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're at number one in the chart for like a six hour period on Friday. Yeah. And then you're gone again. Yeah, 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 it's a very, very cutthroat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it means a lot more people get to say they did well in the charts. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it sort of diminishes what the charts really means, I think. Well, it, so, I, think, uh, it, I think it does. I think that, that's the same with anything, though, isn't it? Um, I mean, like you, what coming back to the, those statistics you had about what what constitutes getting into that that sort of top, um, sort of top ten or whatever it was of, of, of down sort of like of chart positions. Um, it's the same with like the music industry as well now. I mean, obviously, it was all generated by sales of singles. In you know, going back to the the old days, um, nobody buys singles anymore. It's just all downloads, and they had to adapt. To I mean, but even if you look at that now, it's sort of like the amount of people can download content, and it, practically everybody can do that across the you know. Well, there's playlists the as well, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you look at the so download it, figures; it's not a lot really that can get them to number one now. And it's because it's playlists. I think a lot of it is less to do with what people are really interested in than they've just stuck a playlist on. And yeah. so all the 15 songs or whatever on that playlist all get counted equally with one another. Mm. So a lot of it's sort of genericized anyway, mm. to a degree. It is, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's uh, and of course, yeah. The other thing about the pop charts, while we're on this tangent, is yeah. Most if you download or listen to a playlist of fifteen or twenty songs in a particular style, R and B, then the entire top forty. If everybody's doing that, the entire top forty is going to be made up of only R and B songs. Yeah, yeah. The so. Yeah, it's not like when the old days you used to get like yeah you get like the R and B, but then you get things. I mean, going back to when I was a kid, then you get like the Birdie song will be dropped in there as well. Phenomenally popular. I mean, I don't know now if if that would even dent it, but it, it was not in his it, days of playlists. No, exactly. But it was a real mixed bag back then, um, and I don't think. But I have a theory Go about pop music, and uh, and my theory is that pop music was the thing that young people did between, let's say, 1960 and 2000. And before 1960, the thing that young people did was go to the cinema. So in the 1940s and 50s, going to the pictures and having trading cards with actors and actresses on was the thing that became pop music. And then so the thing that young people did then was bought records and, you know, had trading cards with pop stars on or posters with pop stars on. And I think that peaked in the sort of 1980s, maybe. And then in the 1990s, it kind of tailed off. Mm. And then I think it's become video games now. And I think so these days, I think the reason one of the reasons why the pop charts aren't relevant anymore Mm. is because people just stick on a playlist and have it playing in the background. It's not about going out and buying and finding records anymore. It's about playing on the game or you know flicking through stuff on tiktok or whatever i think mm. we've diversified and moved on from pop music again so i, I mean pop music still has its place obviously mm. i'm not saying it doesn't just like cinema still has its place but but cinema is not what it was in the 40s and 50s when it was about the only thing you could go yes, out that's and right. do. Yeah, yeah so yeah in the 1940s the only thing you could go out and do was go <laughs> to the pictures pretty much obviously i'm exaggerating again but yeah, so pop music still has its place, but it is not as important to young people now as it was back when we were young. Mm. And so I think people our age have got to get over themselves a bit when it comes to sort of the way they think about this stuff, because we still like to think that pop music's the most important thing in the world in the sort of cultural zeitgeist, and yeah. it just ain't. No, it's not. It really isn't. It really isn't. I think the same, the same thing applies to... Um sort of television viewing figures as well because I mean the the whole television landscape is, is changed forever. Now there is no going back to I mean obviously I think we mentioned last week and you just said like the three channels. Um and it, it used to get huge overnight. So you're talking sort of you know, I mean some of ten to eighteen million for one programme. Um never gonna get that anymore unless it's a real big event like, you know, like the Say like the like the most recent memory's been like the Queen's funeral for argument's sake. Well, the Queen's funeral itself was like twelve million, I think. Yeah, right. And, and the coronation back when nobody had televisions was thirty million. Yeah, and people so, were buying and that was when nobody to... had a television. I know, and they were buying TVs just to watch that, weren't they? You know, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's I mean, the... I don't know if that's the right figure, but do you know what I mean. But no, it was, it was, like... it was off the scale compared yeah. to now, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's completely completely changed now so i think people sort of um look at sort of like again we're going way off t- tangent here about sort of podcast figures but it's the same kind of thing because you know it's we've seen our figures sort of sort of decline because it's become a maybe it's maybe a bit more 
focused or maybe the way that people um, listen to stuff now has changed as well because it used to be downloads maybe they just stream it as well I'm not sure if they pick up on streaming figures as well as because I think really my I yes, think it's purely on down. Is it just purely on downloads, or is it? No, no, no. If somebody there? streams it, they have to access the. If somebody streams it, they have to access the original file in order to stream it, so it gets counted. It doesn't so it count. Does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't think it did myself. I thought, how does this work? But I, yeah, I looked into it and I realised that every every time anybody accesses it, it does count. Yeah. Okay. That's I think good. so. Now, now so um, obviously, what? what I was looking at audio stuff and like you, we both branched out into the world of, of YouTube now. Right. Just before you move on to YouTube, on, one yeah. last point on the sort of figures and sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. because back in the day we've talked, I'm not sure we mentioned this last week in specific terms as this, but back then you watched something when it was on, yeah. you listened to something when it was on, you bought something when it was out. You could only buy a single when it was in the shops. You know, if you liked, um, I don't know, Adam and the Ants ant music and it was mm. like out six months ago, it wasn't in the shops anymore, so you couldn't get it anymore. Mm. These days, you can get everything all the time, anywhere you go. Yeah. And that's made a huge difference too because, the you know, viewing figures on the telly might be a bit of a bump, in, in, you know, in the zeitgeist when there's a new episode of Doctor Who on and lots of people might rush over and watch the new episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. But every episode of Doctor Who that's ever been made that still exists mm. is available somewhere. Yeah. And so the number of... you Just by just the sheer statistic of that means the number of people who are available to watch the new stuff as it comes out has collapsed. Yeah. yeah so yeah, And that's yeah. the same with podcasts. And so, sorry, to move well, on actually, to... It's funny as you, you say that that content is just sitting there somewhere waiting to be accessed. Um and on the on the occasion when I do look at sort of like download figures on Libsyn, I'll see a spike because we've got now around about, including sort of the the, the stuff where we we sort the stuff we we branched off into into doing as well. It's over say say about four hundred and fifty episodes we've got online. Yeah. And I know when we've got a new listener because the it will spike up to yeah, four hundred because yeah. that that okay that's new listener and they've downloaded all our content in one full Although, swing. yeah. Although that's divided because Apple iTunes does this thing every now and again where it sort of glitches and mm. re-downloads the entire back catalogue for somebody. But you know when that's happened and when it hasn't happened because if that happens, then it's every episode. Yeah. Back as far as you're... Because iTunes will only carry 300 episodes, so it cuts off at 300 episodes ago and there's no <laughs> downloads at all for the first 150. So if you've got a a day's downloads that exactly corresponds with one download for each of your last 300 episodes, then that's an iTunes glitch. It doesn't happen very often, but I have oh. noticed that it does happen. So occasionally there'll be that. But yeah, generally speaking, yeah, it happens with us. Actually, weirdly, th this last fortnight, we've put out an episode every single day. Yes, right. Because it was yeah, the yeah. Oscars, and we didn't mean to. We weren't planning to. But we started reviewing the films, and then once we'd started reviewing the films, we thought, well, we'd better carry on and review all the films if we can. Yeah. And, of course, we were so short on time, we had to do a review every single day in order to try and get them in. And we still failed by two. Oh, no. <laughs> Partly because of the Gary Lineker thing, so we did a podcast on that. Yes, she that did, bumped exactly. us back a day. Yeah. But, actually, the weird thing about that is it's so odd. So a podcast every day, and so mm. our numbers have gone down, 
per episode because people just haven't been downloading it and listening to everything. And besides, yeah. if you've not seen the film, why would you download and listen to the podcast, exactly. right? Yeah. So the numbers have gone down for each of the individual podcasts, but actually the daily number has gone up because we've been doing this thing. People have found our feed and have gone back through the back catalogue. Yeah. And actually a load of, you know, a load of people have been downloading a load of our back catalogue. So swings and roundabouts. It is. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah, because I always say we, we've obviously I was sort of looking at sort of okay what we've we've done audio only wise, and I decided right I'm going to do something on YouTube as as you yeah know, right as well. yeah yeah. So now obviously, I I think trying to get yourself on on YouTube is very much a dark art really, and I've yet to figure it out. I really have. But what 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 was your Come to my reasons for getting onto YouTube. What what was your reasons for? Was it just another platform just to put it out there or? Or no, to do something I different, or I uh, no, I don't think it was. Or I, I think it was back when we first started the strangers. So this this goes back a few years actually. Mm. I think it was back when we first started the strangers feed. Yeah, and because we'd lost all our listeners from Starburst, and we were trying to find them again, mm. I think we did a thing on. I think our first one wasn't actually YouTube at all. I think it was Facebook Live. You could do a thing called Facebook Live. You I don't did, know if you still yes. can. I it's think awful. The sound went out of sync and it stayed out of sync. And of course, we didn't know because we were re- doing it. We couldn't hear it at the other end. So it was awful. Yeah. But we, I think the reason we did it was because there was a, there was a bit of news or something to talk about. Mm. And we thought, well, if we do it as Facebook Live, then that might help people find us because people might be talking to us and that might generate sort of like conversation or whatever. Yeah. And it did, I don't think it really made a huge amount of difference. But once you dip your toe in the water, you kind of think, oh, well, we should do that again. And so we've not done it regularly. We don't do it as a thing, but just every now and again, we say, oh, should we put this one out on video as well as audio? Yeah, yeah. Now, I think for um, I think for me, it, it was really the, the YouTube stuff is really a solo project. It's got nothing to do with with Paul or, or anything else or you know on the... Yeah, because you separate the audio from the video, don't you? Ours yeah. is just literally we do the same podcast, but we record ourselves doing it on video and put it out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is the only occasion where I it, it's it, well, I say the only occasion where it's the same um, because I've come come to what I'm doing sort of in recent um, weeks anyway. But but originally, it, it, what I was doing it was just Doctor Who content, and I did that for for a number of years. But it was normally stuff that I wouldn't really talk about on on the audio show really because um i did things on sort of like you know on doc two toys like but i think it's a better medium because you can show pictures or or and and, and or, or i'll come onto the minefield of using copyrighted content <laughs> in in a moment um but i think that that was the biggest sort of drawback for me was the copyrighted stuff um but I think it's the it just I just felt I wanted to do something different, and it was the way I approached it as well because I use green screen when I'm when I'm doing uh, those podcasts. Right. So, so I um, I bought like light boxes so I could light it properly. Um, but you do need a hell of a lot of room to do that. Now I think you can. I looked at loads of different um, instructional videos on how, on how to do this, um, and it's all 
done so yeah you get the angle of the light then you've got to put a backlight in as well then you've got a main light on the main person so what you're doing you're lighting the screen you're lighting the person but you're also lighting from behind to stop that um that green screen outline you like yeah, the ready yeah. brett halo you get round. Yeah, yeah. yeah i'm showing my age now ready brett halo um so but you need an awful lot of room to do that i think your dog agrees with me so it's <laughs> so um so I'm only doing it in a tiny room and you couldn't really get the effect. So um, what I'm doing now, I sort of gave up on it for, for a bit because I thought it was a lot of work, a lot of setting up and getting the angle of the lights right. And then you do it, then you think, oh, that looks bloody awful. So you go back and do it again. And wow. being, being a bit of a perfectionist. So it used to take me hours to do like five or 10 minutes worth of content. And I thought, and it's sort of, well, is it really worth all this hassle? Really? Um, so now, uh, I used to put up a proper video camera and everything. I say it's like a little Sony sort of Sony cam thing, a handy cam. But I thought, okay, it's come on again. It, all that's evolved. So now all you need is your laptop or or, or like a or a uh, like a little clip-on camera, yeah, and yeah. one of those little light rings. That's all, that's all you need. And and funnily enough, that the, the, how I came about this 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 moment of uh, like an epiphany really. I was watching something on ten, and they did a little a bit about people making a living on OnlyFans, <laughs> right? I can thank OnlyFans for this, right? Because all they do, all these people have got, they use their phone and a little sort of like LED light ring with the, which they power off the laptop or power it off their phone or whatever, um, and that's it. That's all they do. And I thought, right, well, I can, if I can do that to light a sufficiently light a, a, um, a, a green screen behind me without casting shadows and everything. So that's what I did. So I bought this little 20 quid light ring thing. I now only use the um, the built-in camera on my on my MacBook. And that's it. And I get the same results. And it takes me about five minutes to sort of set it all up and five minutes to pull it away again. You know, right. so yeah, so I've um, so thank you, OnlyFans. There's there's no adult only content on this podcast, but thank you. <laughs> but also, um, I don't want to know about you and OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a documentary about OnlyFans. Did you, I just watched it? And it just happened to. Um, I, I make that perfectly clear. I was right, not watching right. a documentary about OnlyFans. Um, but anyway, um, but I think right from the off, I thought, well, if I'm going to do this talking to camera, I. I think I've got to use a script because just trying to waffle for um, X amount of time, I, c- I cannot do. There'd be too many ums and ahs and, and, and so on and so on. So, yeah, I, I've actually had... Um, there's other ways you can you can do it. You can, because really, to use an auto cue, it's, it's underneath the lens and it's reflected back. Um, so you're looking directly into the lens and looking at the, 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 the script scrolling past, which... Um, I just didn't have the the room to to set all that that up really. So all I did, I got an auto cue app for my iPad. I set it set up. I've, I think just below the lens. So I'm not looking directly into it, um, but it's set just below. So it 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 kind of works. I think I think it's okay. Um, I think it, it kind of works. But um, but I think I'm making a hell of a lot of work for myself at the same time because I'm writing a script and then trying to read if I fluff it. Of a reading, they've got to start again or pick up from a certain point. So that yeah, I, I spend yeah. a, do lot of, a lot of time writing, and that whether it works or not, I don't know. Whether my, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a script writer. It's just a bit of fun, really. I wouldn't I wouldn't you know do it for as a, as a living. Um, 
You have to be doing it for yourself, really, right? You do. I think. I think that that's the that's the important thing, really. But um, but I was even back in the early days. I was I was doing a. I thought right. I, I want to do like sp- like spoofy kind of things as well. Yeah. So I did a character. Um, I dreamt so it's meant to be like an, an old. Um, I, do you know what? I got the idea. It was from. It stuck in my mind. It was an old episode of um, Wogan. Remember you said his nightly his nightly chat show, and he had Mickey Rooney on there telling all these stories, and he started talking about Jimmy Tarbuck. Now, what stuck in my mind? Yeah, why was Mickey Rooney talking about Jimmy Tarbuck? But what he came up was so insincere, right? I thought that I latched onto this idea because he said Jimmy Tarbuck just lost um, or the Love of Her Majesties that was on every Sunday night, and. Um, back in the day, had just been cancelled. Right. Mickey Rooney, for some reason, had to say, he, he can't with, oh, and he, he just lost his show, terrible, terrible news from him, terrible, terrible. And it was, it would come across so insincere. Right. And I've seen, and I've seen so many other actors being insincere about other people losing their shows or whatever. Right. Um, I thought, right, that, I thought that, that sort of sowed the, the seed, a little germ of an idea there. So I thought, I'll come to this character who is incredibly, bitter uh, about other people's success or telling horrible stories you know behind the scenes stories it's all made up but set in the world of doctor who but of course um this guy he was a monster actor he he spent all his career in a costume so that 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 was the that was the idea behind it um i i the first one i did went for 25 minutes i wrote this script went for 25 minutes wow too long too long but the thing was, though, it became one of my most popular videos at the time. But yeah. one thing that really scared me, somebody created a fan account on Twitter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, which I found really, really strange. Um, but I thought, okay, I, I went along with it for a little bit and I started, um, in character, a Twitter account. And what I found really weird, and I don't know if uh, this person, I'm going to name him, Toby Haydoke, started following this account, what maybe thinking, what was he someone who was involved with Doctor Who back in the nineteen sixties? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that I, I quickly lost interest. That thought keeping that pretense up was a little bit. It was a bit too much. I make a yeah, there, these really. kind of things they're fun for a little bit, but yeah, not for too long. It, yeah, it went off. Of, yeah, exactly. So, but I, I do the occasional sort of thing like that. But I, I, um, yeah, I just got more into just sort of like talking about a particular thing that happened in the Doctor Who news or and, and, and run with it but what I like to use was clips or maybe a bit of music to, to illustrate something as I'm doing a bit of a voiceover on something oh yeah yeah um I've not managed to crack the fair because I've stopped using content um other other than like pictures or whatever uh, on YouTube now because apparently there's a fair use policy on, on YouTube and apparently it's, if you use less than I think it used to be less than 30 seconds yeah but what I found out that doesn't apply yeah I don't know if that's right I, yeah. that's a that's a if it's for illustrate there's particular occasions when it's and I would imagine that you know there are so many people uploading stuff to YouTube that maybe that's something because you're talking about algorithms as opposed to you know people looking at individual cases and actually having a human being looking at it yeah the algorithm's just going to wipe everybody out aren't they 
Yeah, precisely. I think that's the because um, then it got down to sort of like twenty seconds, and then no, that was that. Then you get a copyright strike on that. Then, and then I thought I'll give up. I just what's the? It's not worth the hassle. It really is. But as you say, you see people uploading blatantly uploading content that doesn't belong to them. Or if it's those sort of reaction videos. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works either because they're using long clips of um, of sort of Disney content. You know, if it's, it's sort of like the sort of like um, Star Wars or Marvel or whatever it is, and they'll have it playing in the bottom or the corner of the screen or whatever, and then then they might blur it out, and that seems for them seems to work for them. I tried doing that. Uh, uh, no copyright strike. And I cannot figure out how the hell they're there sitting there. There must be ways around it. There's got to be. And I don't know if it's a, um, a, 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 a graphical thing or not, whether where you are on the globe, whether, whether that sort of... Um, I don't know. No idea. I, See, I've, all I've we've ever it. uploaded is just us chatting. <laughs> yeah. So no music, no video, no nothing. Makes no odds. No, precisely. And I think that that's yeah. the point I've reached now. I thought, well, to, to hell with this. It's just going to be, yeah, okay, I will drop in um, screen grabs or pictures, whatever I'm talking about. But that's as far as it goes now. Um, I, I steer clear of music. I steer clear of using any um, sort of video content, you know, just Do in you, case um, it's... Yeah, go on. But changing the subject slightly, but staying with video. Yeah. So do you get what's your ratio of audio to video because our because obviously we put out the same podcast on both formats mm. and obviously there'll be some people who watch some of the video and then download the audio so that number gets recorded twice but you don't know how much they've watched or how much they've listened to no no because they might have switched from one to the other indies but generally speaking our video probably does about half as well as our audio, maybe, or about a third as well. So Same people here. aren't as people aren't yeah. as interested in watching at all, are they? No, they're not. Um, I mean, I, I mean, but then going back to what I said before, people have a limited time to. Oh, watch they do, stuff. they do, and I think that's why now, um, because I've sort of so it's further down that diversification uh, route. Now, I'm not just ta- I'm not solely talking about Doctor Who. Now on the YouTube channel, or we're going to have to audio. go into a part three now, aren't we? We are, aren't we? We really are, yeah. um, because I've I've gone into different um, different sort of things now. So whether it's movies or TV, and at the moment it's predominantly sort of Star Wars stuff because that's that's what I'm watching. It's only I'm really really going to talk about stuff that I'm watching really, um, rather than well, saying, yeah. okay, this show is on, everyone's talking about it. Well. If I watch it, I'll probably say I hate it every week because I and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be sitting there, sort of being negative about a show all the time because I think that that's a very easy path to go down as well. And, and I, I thought I do look at stuff or, or listen to stuff. Thought why the why are you bothering with this program? You clearly hate it. Why do you waste your time? To, you know, hating something and talk about talk about something you like. You know, but then hate watching get lots of downloads, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it does. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but 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 what I used to do, I used to do the videos used to go up on YouTube, and I also put those. I thought, what the hell? I'll put them on onto our RSS feed as well. So it was a mixture of audio and video. And then again, that comes back to what I was saying about us hitting the the um, the video charts on iTunes yeah, for, yeah. for a while. Um, but now I do audio versions of 
the video stuff as well. So I, I will re-record, not kind of re-record it to a yeah. certain degree. But I think on the audio side of things, I can drop in audio clips. So you, I mean, we don't get you don't get seem to get noticed that much. I think in the early days we were really worried about using. Or well, using the audio, clips. they don't seem to pick it up. They don't, do they? But we're worried about. Um, saying stuff that might get us into trouble or, or using clips that might get us into trouble. Nobody cares, really, do they? Well, how honest. are they going to listen through every podcast that ever gets put yeah. on the system, right? It's not going to happen, is it? It's so on the Desert happen. Planet Picks, sometimes I put up, you know, I used to say, oh, I'm Desert Planet Picks. I play out with up to 30 seconds of a song. And then one day I just put the whole song on at the end. Nothing happened. So since then, yeah. I sometimes put. So if I feel like it, I'll just put the whole song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what we do now as well. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's. Uh, but I think I think that's the thing. You can sort of tie yourself up into. In, well, I certainly did in the early days. Tie myself up into knots over it about what what we should and shouldn't be doing or couldn't couldn't do. Um, nobody cares. Yeah. <clears throat> Not nobody, really. No. Exactly. Right. We are definitely going to go to a top to a. Part three, Part aren't, three we? aren't we? Are because we, we've more or less hit the hour mark now, haven't we? Yeah, and we do want to talk about sort of why we don't just talk about Doctor Who anymore, and I think that's conversation in itself. So it let's is. have that conversation next time, but let's finish off with those figures that we started the episode yes. with. Yes, top and tail the episode with this. Yep. So, so the rest of these figures on this website, which is called the podcast hosting, because anybody wants to go and look, it says. So this is about where you thought you were, probably hmm. even lower than you thought. It says if you have more than 105 downloads in the first seven days, that puts you in the top 25% of podcasts. So, and again, I'm talking about a pyramid here, aren't I? Hmm. So the top 1% is at the top of the pyramid, and the sort of bottom 50% is this sort of mass of podcasts at the bottom. But if you have more than... So this is when the numbers start bumping up as you get higher up the list. P- to be in the top 10% of podcasts as of January 2023, more than 405 downloads in the first seven days. Hmm. So that's way above where we are. Yeah, yeah. But we're sort of comfortably in the top 25%, which is pretty good. So we're both is, in the yeah. top 25%. Yeah, yeah, That's not bad at all. In order to get in the top... Right, so... I think this is quite interesting now. In order to get in the top 5% of podcasts, mm. so all the people in the world listening to podcasts, there's a certain amount that more people listen to than not, right, mm. I guess. Yeah. Or, you know, the really popular ones. And the top 5% of podcasts are going to be the really popular yeah. ones, right? But in order to get into the top 5% of podcasts globally, you need to hit... 975 downloads out of on a planet of 8 billion people yeah less than a thousand people fewer than a thousand people need to download your podcast to put you in the top five percent and the top one percent on a planet of 8 billion people to be in the top one percent of podcasts which is this enormous thing now Mm. massive thing globally listening to podcasts 4,588, so not even 5,000 downloads in your top first week, and that's you're in the top 1% of podcasts. That is, I think that's insane. It is I've insane. Say, that really. is, yeah. When you, when you think you sort of you, be, you think, I need millions 
to get into that top 1%, to be top of that pyramid, and it's less than 5,000 globally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that is. So actually, mad. if you're podcasting and you're getting like 50 downloads a week, you're doing pretty all right, really. Yeah, crack on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If anybody's listening to you at all, there are so many podcasts, if anybody's listening to you at all, you're doing well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think on that note, it's a good yeah. time to wrap up. So, Jay and I will be back in part three of this discussion. I can't believe we've managed to get three parts out of this. this is <laughs> We're talking about podcasting. So I know, I know. We could probably do this every fortnight for a year. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners and viewers will put up with that, Jay. I'm not sure, but uh, we, we would. We could do it, but yeah, whether they're listening. Certainly to another episode. Certainly. Well, we talk about why we don't just talk about Doctor Who. Yes. There we are. So until next time, everybody, say goodbye, JR. Bye-bye, JR. And bye-bye from me, Phil. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.